slightly better. Asian shares rising, uh, Clive. Uh, that's not too bad. And um, obviously those expectations for US Fed to raise the interest rates highly unlikely at this point. That's what they say. But, you know, there was a guy from uh, JP Morgan who came on this morning on uh, Bloomberg and said that in actual fact, uh, that should not be the reason why uh, the US shouldn't raise interest rates because obviously there are other factors as well that are involved in it. That's just not just the GDP numbers. So um, I reckon I agree with him because we know that obviously the uh, the Fed has changed its stance, Sakina, over the last uh, couple of months. We know we're supposed to be having four, at least four, uh, interest rate hikes uh, this year. But obviously because of different circumstances that we find ourselves in, including the likes of Brexit, has created a little bit of tension. So what we've seen this morning on the early hours of this morning, the Asian markets did rise. They went up very much positively. We welcome Japan as well, which came in very strongly. But uh, the Nikkei itself was flat, making a lot of 0.1.5%. Uh, Obviously, we're still concerned about what's going to be happening with the stimulus in this particular case. And so that was a little bit uh, 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 disappointing to see. The shares, uh, if you look at the most companies that were there, the energy stocks are the ones that led... Uh, the market for the Asian market this morning. And you have, obviously, the U.S. GDP, which increased at 1.2%, an annual rate which is less than half of the economy's expected. So that did bring us a little bit of sluggishness um, in the early hours, but it then recovered very strongly as we see the MSCI Asia-Pacific increasing there by 1.1%. That means just on this week, it has risen today alone uh, far much better than it did the whole of last week, which is quite positive news. Mm. And then uh, China's Purchasing Managing Index contracting uh, te- uh, on that territory there as we look at uh, that report, Clive? Okay, you remember I told you about these numbers. Remember they came up with a focus and a forecast itself. I said, let's wait for what HSBC says first and then we'll see if these numbers correlate. But again, the Chinese, I must have seen you they've done it again. Um, <laughs> here am I. Unexpected displacement to contraction territory, uh, meaning obviously that China's real GDP has shown a decline again for the second consecutive quarter. Um, even though this is not the official numbers, we wait again for the MSCI to clear for the HSBC numbers so that we clear and we know exactly where we stand with this particular one. Remember, the target is 50 because 50 shows uh, that there is uh, uh, increment, and yet anything less than that is obviously contraction. And so in this case, we're sitting at 49.9%. For July numbers, which means it's under, it's just a little bit uh, of a contraction. And hopefully, hopefully, um, when uh, when HSBC come out with our num- with their numbers, uh, it will confirm exactly that uh, that that number. We don't know what that's going to be at. I reckon, I I I believe it will be less than the 49.9 percent. I reckon it will be going at least between 49.5 and 49.7. So that's what we look to see. But it is another indication that. Uh, the data that's coming out of China at the current moment, unfortunately, it's sluggish and creating a little bit of a problem for emerging markets to actually prosper. So it's a very, very difficult one, Sakina. And I'm hoping that 
uh, these numbers will improve as we go into the third quarter of the year. Mm. And it really came off easy on the tongue this morning, 13.88 to the U.S. dollar. But I see Morgan Stanley warning Forex traders that the worst is yet to come for the dollar. Well, you know, the one thing that we must know, I mean, I was very impressed with the Rand strengthened that much um, on Friday, and it helped a number of the stocks that have been very sluggish on the JSD. And um, the dollar is set to fall by about five percent in the next few months. That is according to Morgan Stanley. We are we, we don't know where they get the data from, but I, I reckon one of the things that the elements that they will put into into prospects there would be the fact that the energy stock has been a little bit sluggish, specifically on the oil side as well. If you look at the oil companies, the major oil companies, I'm talking about your your BPs of the world uh, in, in the U.S. Those companies are, have been rather unfortunately being underperforming, and the results of thereof they will be taking out those results uh, during this quarter. So that's probably the reason why you would expect Morgan Stanley to come out very strongly saying that they're warning. But I just want to tell you the the um, the, the this particular uh, market, the, the the forex market, is about a four trillion dollar market. So. In a way, it, whether it exchanges or not, what's going to be fundamentally important is for positioning. So if you're using algorithmic, algorithms, it's fine, but just make sure that you're aware that there might be a dip of about 5% that is predicted by Morgan Stanley that would happen in the next quarter or two. And then further strength in the dollar will be limited due to the policy divergence uh, between the U.S. and Japan and Europe as well. And we saw this earlier on this morning when the Japanese stock uh, was a bit sluggish simply because the yen strengthened against the U.S. dollar, and that obviously hurt export numbers, and that's why the Nikkei was down by almost 1%. So not necessarily a great start for... Uh, for those of, of those people who used to love uh, forex markets, it's just a, a note to be careful and make sure when you trade that you have the numbers in your support. And look at that pound. Look at the pound. That's always interesting. The pound euro. <laughs> That's always an interesting one to have a look at. And congratulations, uh, SK. We'll meet again. <laughs> Next time, listen to the advice that I dispense freely to you, Clive. You'll be better off that way. (laughs) That was our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela.